Eric Roberts is a fucking man He's the greatest fucking actor since acting began We should give him every medal, every trophy and award He's the greatest fucking actor that you've ever seen or ever heard Episode number 92 of Eric Roberts is the fucking man, the world's most classical Eric Roberts related podcast. I'm Doug Tilly, and joining me as usual is Mr. Lover Lover Boombastic, Liam O'Donnell. How are you doing today, Liam? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you like that one? I do. I like that one a lot. <laughs> uh, well, Liam, uh, we'll get into, uh, well, we'll get into a whole lot of things in just a little bit, but there is something I've been meaning to talk to you about, Liam. I meant to bring it up on the most recent episode. Uh, but we haven't talked about it up to this point, and I needed to get your input. Now, Liam, a little while ago, a friend of yours posted on Facebook a series of, of videos. I guess this was a compilation of some videos that you made back in university. Do you know what I'm referring to right now? <laughs> I mean, uh, I I think I do. Um, so in these just... in these videos, this video, I should say, you play oh, a character, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then something happens to this character. Maybe you should elaborate since obviously you were featured in it. Uh-huh. Is this you're talking about the the mean Santa video? The yes, video yes, it's a Santa? mean yeah. a mean Santa. Now we'll put this in the show notes certainly. But so so why would mean Santa come after you, Liam? I had been naughty. You were a naughty boy, yeah. right? So yeah. Liam, Liam, in this video, you were in public places and you played a naughty boy and you were there just being naughty. And then Santa Claus would come up and beat the living fuck out of you. Yeah, basically, that's basically. And you were in university, and you thought it would be really funny to be in like a public place, and then suddenly Santa Claus. No, please, please add add to what I'm saying now, Liam. Yeah, no, yeah. The first shot, we're in the middle of chapel. You know, I went to Jesus school, so we're in the middle of chapel, and I'm screaming, "No, Santa, no! I swear, I've been good." Yes, that's uh, right. You were naughty. you and what I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I had done in each of these shots, various scenes, is I had like a lunch tray uh-huh. under my sweater, <laughs> and Santa had a wiffle ball bat. So in all these all these scenarios, he's hitting me pretty hard with a wiffle ball bat. And in fact, there's a scene in the middle that's in slow motion. That's because in that scene, uh, the guy playing Santa hit me so hard <laughs> with the wiffle ball bat that he shattered the lunch tray and left uh, serious markings all across my back. He did it like this. He did it like that. He did it with the wiffle ball bat. Liam. It's true. It's true. So how many of these videos did you shoot? Well, so uh, that the so the person you're referring to is uh, editor in chief and uh, co-founder of Synapse.co, oh. a very well-known Austin-based uh, film website. And we, me and Ed, went to college together. And Ed wanted to be a director for a while. Right. And so he did a series of, of videos, some I was in and some I wasn't. And this was one that started off just as a joke, like a prank, but mm-hmm. he ended up putting it in like a short film fest at the college. And uh, actually, it did pretty good. Hey, did pretty good. I think pretty good. Third place. Yeah. We'll, we'll make sure people can see that. Now, Liam, does Ed love Jesus as much as you do? Uh, I mean, he All works. Right, I shut up. Oh, Our oh, guest man. this week is an associate editor at Talk Film Society, as well as the co-host of the We Forgive You and sequels, the return to the DTV podcast. It's Sarah Sorrentino. How are you doing today, Sarah? I'm doing good. Direct to video. Direct to video. As they call it. The, the yeah. DTV, direct to video, uh, not to be confused with DTF. That's something that Liam is very uh, familiar with, right, Liam? <laughs> you <laughs> well, naughty boy. Actually, that was actually going to be the name of the podcast, DTV. Uh, DTV to DTF, that, TF to DTV. I, I and we changed it to something a little bit calmer. Well, I'll, kids. Te- I'll tell you what you shouldn't do, Sarah. And this is just something personal experience. Don't put fuck in the name of your podcast. <laughs> it makes it very difficult, both A, to market, and B, iTunes. They really don't like it when you have the word fuck, even if you are listed as an explicit podcast. So in the future, after we finish 100 episodes of Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man, our next uh, podcast, Liam. Liam, we're not going to put a swear word in the title. That's just that's my promise to you, the listeners. Uh, no swear words, Liam. I mean, I was really stoked on shitty cockballs, but I think you're right that we need to go with something else. So uh, let's uh, let's lay off the the uh, uh, gutter language on this episode. <laughs> Sarah Sorrentino, 
Yes. Sarah, Hello. What, what part of the United States of America do you live in? I live in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas? Now, I heard Austin, Texas has a pretty cool film scene. Are we talking about people that watch films or people that make films? You know what? I'm going to say people who watch films, like you, Sarah. There's a crap ton of us. <laughs> now, you must love yeah. movies a lot if you're uh, an editor on Talk Film Society. We've had a lot of representatives from Talk Film Society as guests on this show. You must be a big fan of movies, which must mean you're a big fan of the actor Eric Roberts, the actor that this podcast is about. I have prepared a list for this moment, everyone. This is terrific. You know what? Pre preparation is something we do not see from guests. We don't even see it from Naughty Boy Liam over there. We we only see it from me, to be totally <laughs> frank. So this is a breath of fresh air. Sarah, you've written down every movie that you have watched featuring Eric Roberts. Is this correct? Not mo just movies. I'm just talking movies. about television, movies, and music videos. Uh, uh, you know what? You've gone far and above. Frankly, I'm rethinking this whole Liam is podcast co-host thing. Thinking about taking you on, Sarah. Sarah, tell us what you've seen. Okay, we're going to do it from most recent to least recent. Mm, starting okay, with, I'll allow it. Uh-huh. Starting with, uh, I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine recently, and Eric Roberts showed up for one episode. Did you know about that? I did. In fact, we covered on the uh, podcast, Eric Roberts is the fucking man that you are uh, appearing on right now. Amazing. And he was in the Rihanna Bitch Better Have My Money video. Yep, we actually featured that video in our episode on Eric Roberts starring music videos. A classic. He is also in one of my favorite films of all time, Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice, uh, the Paul Thomas Anderson movie. He has a, a limited but memorable role in that movie. He plays a very important character. Mm -hmm. he, he was also in my favorite TV show as a teenager, Heroes. Now, we have not watched... On this podcast, the episodes of Heroes featuring Eric Roberts, mostly because I believe he doesn't show up until the second season. Is that correct? That is true. It's definitely not. Yeah, it's definitely later on. But the second season's still good, so I would recommend it. Now, I've heard. Liam, have you watched this television show, Heroes? Never. Well, I watched most of the first season, and then I got bored with it. And then I heard that it got so bad that no one should watch it. And then they tried to bring it back a couple of years ago, and no one liked that. And then they canceled it again, Sarah. Am I, am I misconstruing how this whole thing went down? Oh, you're so right, and it hurts all over again. It sucked, right? It was a bad show, and no one liked it? It got, it got very, very bad. It was actually really affected by the um, writer's strike. Also, Remember the writer's strike? Yeah, I recall it. They didn't know what they were doing when they were making it, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they had well, to I save mean, the when cheerleader. you lose the whole writer's room. Yeah, when you lose the whole writer's room and then people come back and they didn't really have an ending for it and they were competing with Lost. And the actors which, had to make it up on the spot. It was a lot. Something like but, that. Uh, Eric Roberts shows up. It was up. definitely my favorite show. First season, going into second season, I was always kind of a superhero kid. So that was like the perfect timing for me to get really into a TV show. I was a Too into it. I was a Flintstone kid. Uh, uh huh. With the gummies. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. They were chalky yeah. back then. Sarah, any other Eric Roberts projects? We already mentioned, and this is the last one on the list: uh -huh. The Dark Knight. So the Dark Knight. In and here, that's it. And, that's and then it. actually, I have seen scenes from what we are going to talk about today in classes when we were talking about the Odyssey. <gasps> so, but this is my first time completely watching it. This is exciting. Now you have given away the uh, the feature. Uh, I'm sorry. So, it's okay. I believe it is in the title, so uh, no one should be <laughs> that surprised. But it is interesting now that you've brought that up, Sarah. I wasn't really considering before that it's this means that Eric Roberts has been taught in classrooms from coast to coast because of his appearance in this uh, this film adaptation of the Odyssey, Sarah. It's true. It's true. Are you excited? Oh, I, more excited than I was when I wasn't thinking about it being a possibility of ever having happened. Very excited. Sarah, so was this a high school level, post-secondary level? I, I mean, I don't want to age it, but it might have been college. Col hey, that's great. <laughs> uh, uh, winning hearts and minds in the post-secondary institution with Eric Roberts in The Odyssey, which, we're, of course, we're going to talk about at length on this episode of Eric Roberts is the Fucking Man. Now, Sarah, I should ask of all those projects that you just listed, a plethora of eric roberts related projects which is your personal favorite oh it's i mean well actually i really do like him in the odyssey and we'll get to talk about it oh my god but just the fact that he showed up in rihanna's music video is very high on the list 
Hmm. I don't know. I just like his. I do like his limited scene in Inherent Vice. He was wonderful in it. He's great. He's just trying to figure it out. He's dealing with a lot. Mads Mickelson, Sarah. Oh yeah. What do you think about Mads? He's uh he's cool. He's a pretty cool guy. Not a don't know too much of the stuff. I never watched Hannibal. Oh okay. I really should. He has a new film on Netflix. Liam, have you seen this Mads Mikkelsen movie that looks to be a, a John Wickian uh, uh, action film on, on Netflix? No. I heard it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I've heard <laughs> yeah, so many bad things. I just didn't. I was like, I'm not making time for that. But do you like Mads, Liam? Are you a Mads fan? It's hard to say because I, you know, I watched Hannibal. I thought Hannibal was pretty cool. Uh, but I haven't seen a lot of his films and, and i'm worried that maybe i just like him you know what i mean like liking hannibal doesn't mean i like him overall as an actor i need to see him in more things before i can be like oh yeah he's great you know what i mean well you saw him in that thor movie right no was it thor no it was dr strange he was the bad guy in dr strange yeah, yeah that was not that was not great and then he yeah. was in uh he was in casino royale he was the bad guy in casino royale i, I mean i I enjoy Casino Royale, but he made no impression on me. Liam, in your videos, what was the thing that you did that made you naughty? We never clarified. I mean, as you will remember since you watched the video, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, the whole thing is briefly suggested to have been a dream sequence anyway until there's a stinger at the end. I've actually met Ted. Um, Ed, I meant to say. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Ed Travis, he's a real loser, and I love him. Yeah, he's uh he's been around at the festivals over here. I've definitely met Ed. How come we haven't had Ed on the program, Liam? I suggested him to you a couple times, it, but you didn't re- fall through. I don't reuniting know. Reuniting Santa Claus and the Naughty Boy. I think actually that might be a good idea for our next Christmas episode if we were ever to have another one, which it doesn't look like we're ever going to do, Liam. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he only played Santa in a couple of those scenes. Santa was also played by uh, my friend Sean Benesine, who has also written for Synapse and has guested on Cinepunks many times. What's Sean uh, up to these days? Sean, I don't care. I, I do not care. I don't, I don't care. care. I'm sure he's a very nice guy, Liam. But we don't have all the time in the world. We have. I mean, guest. if you were an actual listener to Cinepunks, he would be a character in your life. But uh, since if you, you invited refused. me onto Cinepunks, maybe I'd listen a little more, a <laughs> little more frequently there, Liam. We like to have good guests, though. I'm an all-star podcast <laughs> guest, Liam. Ask anybody. <laughs> that is the word on the street. I don't have guests on my podcast just for this reason. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to take a deep breath. Because we need to investigate the latest Eric Roberts news on The Roberts Report. We'd like to start this week with condolences to the family of Dusan Makayevev, uh, who passed away on the 25th of January at the ripe old age of 86. He's best known uh, in film circles for his controversial and explicit films W.R. Mysteries of the Organism from 1971 and Sweet Movie from the year 1974. But in Eric Roberts' circles, he's best known for having directed 1985's The Coca-Cola Kid, Liam. Liam, do you remember The Coca-Cola Kid? I didn't uh, watch it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, What? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Well, you're supposed it was to one of the many up. movies you covered before I joined the podcast. Well, w- what is notable, and the reason I'm bringing this up outside of the death of this uh, this poor man, uh, is that it co-starred. I have this written down. I'm so excited right now. Uh, you know what I'm about to say, Sarah? Yes. All right. I know. All right. Okay. Because I like connections. <laughs> That's my whole thing. I love. I love connections. I love connections between movies. Sarah, why don't you tell me the connection I was about to make? The actress that plays Penelope in the Odyssey, Greta Scotchy. Scotchy. She co-starred with Eric Roberts in the Coca-Cola Kid. That's right. That's right. He's trying to marry her in the Odyssey, and he was trying to woo her in the Coca-Cola Kid, except, uh, what was it, uh, 12 years apart from each other. I thought that was pretty interesting, Liam. It is very interesting. I, I do think that's interesting. So I should also mention, I brought this up on... I think maybe on this podcast, maybe even on our Coca-Cola Kid episode. But when I was uh, uh, maybe like 12 or 13, my mother went to England. Uh, she she did not travel very often, but she went to England to visit her sister. And she came back with a big, thick time-out film guide, Liam. Uh, and it had, I loved reading film guides. In fact, I think we talked about this on a recent episode. But within that, uh, I used to read like these different reviews of movies in it. 
And I recall very clearly that in one of these reviews, they refer to Greta Scacchi as talentless sexpot Greta Scacchi. And I've never forgotten that. Whenever I see... That's horrifying. It's the meanest, such a mean thing, right? Just an incredibly... And she's not. I mean, she's a perfectly fine actress. But uh, but that whenever I see her name anywhere, all I can think is talentless sex pot, Liam. Isn't that mean? Isn't that unnecessary? It's horrifying. It makes me feel like a naughty boy, Liam. It's the Roberts Report for episode number 92 of Eric Roberts is the fucking man. And as per usual, we start with a deep dive on the man himself's Twitter feed. You can follow Eric Roberts on Twitter, at Eric Roberts, all one word. And I think that you should. Back on January uh, 21st. We uh, we have Eric Roberts tweeting about the show Grace and Frankie. It's a TV show on Netflix. Uh, and he goes, Gotta admit, though I'd love to be playing Nick, Peter Gallagher is just a fantastic hoot and real and marvelous in At Grace and Frankie. The show is perfect and you, my friend, perfect in it. Peter Gallagher, some some really nice words for Peter Gallagher. Now, Sarah, do you, when I say Peter Gallagher, do you know who I'm talking about? Oh no! It's okay. I'm literally googling it right now. No, it's now. okay. He was the dad on the OC. Do you remember that show, The OC? Yes, I do remember that show. He has very distinctive oh, eyebrows. He was also in. Oh, wasn't he in Arrow? Arrow? No. Oh, I don't know. I haven't watched the television show. No, he looks Arrow. like that guy, but that's he was not in him. Burlesque. He was in Burlesque. That's what I remember him from. I'm going to move away from Peter Gallagher and his beautiful eyes. Uh, because we have another Eric Roberts movie review, Liam. Woo! <laughs> this is actually a continuation of an earlier tweet, which we'll get to in just a moment. But Eric Roberts tweeted on January 16th, Gosh, the face is in going in style. Priceless. After listening to the Michael Caine book, got interested in seeing the movie again. Terrific. Knowing it was Michael's most fun project. Annabelle Chow is amazing. Zach Braff? Incredible job. Now, I want to stick with Zach Braff for a moment, Sarah. Now, that's got to be someone that you're very familiar with. Yes, I, I'm I'm young. Let's just get it out you're there. You're young. That's okay. <laughs> Look, the, the young are the future. The Braff. Yeah. He did the movie about Jersey. Which, oh, which <laughs> he made the movie. Which movie are you referring to? Garden, Garden State? State. Garden State, which is about New Jersey, which is where Liam used to live. He escaped like in a Bruce Springsteen song. Have you Liam, I'm from New Jersey. I knew where, it. Where in Jersey? I am from Edison. Okay. Liam. I lived in Edison and then I moved to Florida and then I moved to Texas. That's a good that makes sense. That all tracks. What, Sarah, yeah. when you escaped Jersey, did you think mm-hmm. about it like it was a Bruce Springsteen song? No. Why not? Because Bruce Springsteen's too old. I don't listen to Bruce Springsteen. Who's the who's the young <laughs> who's the young person version of Bruce Springsteen? It's John Bon Jovi, I believe we agree. My chemical romance was from Newark. <laughs> I mean a lot of bands were from Jersey. Jersey's a, a hotbed of music. Not all of it good, but a hotbed of music. <laughs> Liam I my chemical romance. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean I, I wasn't gonna say it, but I'm glad you got the reference. Liam, you're a man who enjoys music. I am. Uh, you uh, notably uh, with the lead singer of Revolver Method, a band, Stop uh, it. and you love <laughs> punk music. I mean, that has been established, I think, pretty well on this show. <laughs> the worst. Liam, who is the finest musical artist to come out of New Jersey? You know what, Liam? Uh, I'm going to stop you there for a second uh, because it's I know Queen Latifah. Oh, that's not bad, <laughs> Liam. I know that you're. I know that you are a Springsteen fan, so I'm going to take him off the table. Without Springsteen on the table, who mm-hmm. is it? Who's the king of Jersey? Or Queen. Or Queen. You or, know what, Sarah? No, thank or you. Queen is, is fair, yeah. Um, gosh, I know that should be a, a pretty easy question to answer, but it's should really it? not. Yeah, well, there's because there's a, a broad variety of musicians from Jersey, but all the ones that I identify with Jersey very directly, like they kind of wear it on their sleeve, tend to be uh, artists who are more in the punk realm, you know what I mean? So, like, for example, um, the only sort of mainstream artist who I identify directly with New Jersey is Bruce Springsteen, whereas, like, a great reference, Queen Latifah, I just think of her as New York because so many, so many like, Jersey hip-hop artists would just identify as New York or so many Jersey singer-songwriters, they, they not don't necessarily put it out there like, oh, I'm from New Jersey in the same way as, like, Bon Jovi, it's part of who he is. It's part of his music. Wrong! The answer was Monster Magnet. Monster Magnet from New Jersey. Oh, God 
Dang it. No, terrible. Oh, I hate you so much. There, that's so I would have song. trouble picking some. There, that song that went, Space Lord Mother Mother. Remember that song? You know what? I take it all back. I'm just going to say it's E-Town Concrete. E-Town Concrete is the greatest band from uh, New Jersey of all time. Karen O is from New Jersey. Liam. Who is? Karen O from the Yeah, Yeah, Yes. (gasps) Yes. I don't love the Yeah, Yeah, Yes, but I did see them in a church basement in Philly before the video came out that made them famous, and uh, they were were really good live. That was really hipster of you to say. Yeah, no kidding. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, it was a hot water music show. It's not exactly a a hipster show. It was kind of weird, actually, that they were opening because they are very cool, and everyone else there was smelly and bearded. Liam, Liam, Not in like a... Not in like a craft beer way, like a, I live in a squat way. T- tone down your right. naughtiness a little bit, Liam. Or I'm going to have to get the <laughs> wiffle ball bat out. Please do. I'm down. <laughs> Liam, the reviews are in. In recent episodes, we've talked about the film Unbridled, the <laughs> horse therapy slash human trafficking movie. <laughs> Faith-based human trafficking movie currently playing in Los Angeles. Uh, the review for Unbridled says... Uh, This heavy-handed moral drama is two movies at once, an inspirational story about a young woman triumphing over abuse, and a gritty thriller about a teen sex trafficking ring, and neither manages to be very good. Uh, Featuring Eric Roberts as Roger, Sarah, who goes through the therapy, her mother's boyfriend is named Roger, but I guess uh, he's the one who sold Sarah into prostitution. Seems like a villainous role from Eric Roberts, Liam. Yeah, I mean, we kind of like him as a villain, though. He brings a lot of energy to that. Maybe, maybe, or maybe he'll just be generic bad, bad guy number seven. Yeah, Sarah, know. when you know you've watched a lot of Eric Roberts projects as we've established, <laughs> all five of them. Yes. I almost said six. <laughs> Do you now? I haven't watched Heroes. Is he a villain in that? Is he a super villain? Yeah, he's part of the company, which is a villain no. group, sort of. I don't think so. Uh, but <laughs> uh, do you prefer seeing Eric Roberts as a villain or, like the title of that show, a hero? I think he's a very good villain. He's a quality villain. And we'll talk mm. more about that when we get into the Odyssey, which has another villainous Eric Roberts performance. Um, Suits! That's another show that young people care about. Sarah, what do you think about Suits, the television show I've Suits? I've never watched it, dog. But you've heard of it. Yeah. You know why you've heard of it <laughs> is because one of the uh, featured players on Suits, uh, a female, she went ahead and married some guy and became famous for it, right? Yes, I did hear that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you elaborate on what I just d- did not say in any great detail? I think it's Merkel. Merkel. <laughs> Megan Merkel. <laughs> she was on that show. A Megan. I thought it's Markle. Is it Markle, Liam? I don't, know ta- I don't know who you're talking about. Jesus Christ, Liam. Get with it. You're, you're she's not- a duchess now, She's Liam. the duchess. I can't care about that. No, okay. <laughs> well, let me just tell both of you. Uh, this might surprise you, Sarah, but I'm in Canada, uh, your mm. neighbor to the north, and we are uh, our, 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 our queen, Queen Elizabeth, her grandson married this Meghan Markle, I'll say who was a actor on the television show Suits, which was filmed in Toronto, Liam. Oh, was it filmed in Toronto? I filmed in that. Toronto. And believe me, when you're in Toronto, that's all they talk about. Suits, 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 Suits. Well, one other notable thing about Suits is that it featured the actor Eric Roberts in a supporting role in a regular uh, appearance. In fact, when I tell people about Eric Roberts and then I show them a picture when they say, who is that? Uh, when they see the picture, they go, oh, it's the guy from Suits. Canada really chooses random shows to get involved or invested in. Well, there's like 12 seasons of this fucking show. My um, co-host on sequels is also from Toronto Mm -hmm. or is from Toronto in Canada. And he was telling me about how Two and a Half Men was a big deal. Oh, really? I don't know. He said he he watched every single episode. Now, I am not from Toronto. I'm, of course, originally from Newfoundland, Canada, and I, I currently live in Peterborough, Ontario, Canada. And here's the thing. In the parts of Canada outside of Ontario and in certain parts of Ontario, people from Toronto are scorned and hated. They just people hate people from Toronto, mostly because they do things like watch two and a half men. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. They do like (laughs) they do love the Big Bang Theory here, but they do. They love that in in in, uh, Pennsylvania, too. Right, Liam? I guess. I don't I don't know. I don't know anyone who likes it. Well, anyway, Suits uh, is uh, approaching its final season, 
and the creator of Suits, uh, he has been talking about who might return for that final season. And the person he wants more than anyone else to return is Charles Forstman, who is a character played by Eric Roberts on the show. He is known as a billionaire with a bad reputation, as well as a shady and manipulative banker. Uh, and apparently his character has not been seen on the show since season five. So it'll be interesting to see if Eric Roberts appears in the final season of Suits. I do know that Eric Roberts still tweets uh, on a regular basis about this television show. So uh, I think he's keeping that connection pretty strong, Liam. Liam, are you excited to see Eric on Suits? Yes! Yes! Uh, we, we'll have to watch all the episodes of Suits featuring Eric Roberts, Liam, because... Uh, I guess we still have a blood oath. We made oath. a blood oath. We made a blood oath to watch the life and work of actor Eric Roberts. And that does include however many episodes of this television show suits. I bet if we only watched the Eric Roberts episodes, it would be a very confusing show to watch, Liam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the problem with a lot of his TV work, right? Is It's in the middle of something that has been around for a while. Sarah, is TV so good right now? I don't watch television. Do you watch movies? I watch movies and I read comic books and I like grammar, so that's why I'm an editor. And, oh! Uh, you know, um, speaking of comic <laughs> books, Sarah, this might surprise you. Liam and okay. I are two-thirds of a comic book-related podcast that uh, we uh, I've already recorded our second episode. It's called The Flight Stuff. It's about the Canadian superhero team Alpha Flight. I know of Alpha Flight, well, yeah. Well, I don't know much about them, but Liam does, and we're uh, we're all hosting a podcast about Alpha Flight, Sarah. That is going to be a very Canadian podcast. It won't be. Liam knows nothing about Canada. In fact, despises anything that's Canadian. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. And Adriana, <laughs> our our third in this uh, trinity, let's say, she uh, she has no particular strong positive or negative feelings towards Canada, except for her negative feelings towards me, who are Canadian. That's beautiful. I'm really happy you found this balance. It's it's a balance. It's you know what life. It's important to find balance in life. Recently added to the ever expanding Eric Roberts IMDb page is 2017's Intent from director Tim Crockett. Uh, this is uh, Tim's only directorial effort on the Internet Movie Database, but he does have some personal quotes, Liam, on his uh, IMDb profile. Here are Tim Crockett's personal quotes: "Regret is the past crippling you in the present." The only thing that drives all of us is the desire to gain pleasure or the need to avoid pain. People do things for two reasons, either inspiration or desperation. Sarah, any thoughts on uh, those three quotes? I'm worried about this person. He sounds a little depressed, don't you think? Yeah, I'm worried about him. We should reach out. Do people do things for more reasons than inspiration or desperation, Sarah? No, I agree with that, actually. How about you, Liam? <laughs> what about being horny? <laughs> that's desperation. Oh, that's desperation. Was... What if you're just being a naughty boy? Desperation. <laughs> just keep telling me things, and I'll tell you if it's inspiration or desperation. Wait a second. He's forget. <laughs> he's forgetting perspiration. That's it's ninety nine percent of that, isn't that, Liam? <laughs> what the fuck? It's ninety nine percent perspiration and one percent inspiration. I don't know why we're talking about this. (laughs) Well, the plot of Intent, Liam, is a kidnapping in a suburban neighborhood leads police on a manhunt that comes full circle. Now, this features Eric Roberts as Detective Gordon. Hey, maybe that's a connection to the Batman series. Detective Gordon, Liam. Doug takes all the good jokes. (laughs) Yeah, no, welcome to my life. (laughs) You got to be fast, all right? Look, you just got to be quick. You got to jump in there and say, Doug, shut the fuck up. I have something to say. Uh, and I don't, I don't mean to be mean, but I'm not sure that the rest of the actors listed here are people are, are are actors that people will necessarily know. There's Brett Rice, Seth Peterson, Justin Butler, Jacqueline Evola, and Mike Mealy. Uh, yeah, it's called Intent. You can find it, I believe, on DVD, and I'm sure in some streaming circles at the moment. Liam, should we check out 2017's Intent? I don't think we have a choice in the matter. Yeah, it's because of the blood oath that you made us do. That I made yeah, us do. You made us, you forced us into a blood oath. Get out of my face. I'm going to get out of your face for good, sir. All we need is another uh, eight episodes. <laughs> Sarah, I've got some great news. Hit me with it. We're going to go. gonna take our first break. When yeah, we I ret- that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we return from our first break, we're going to talk about 1997's The Odyssey, the two- uh, uh, episode miniseries, three-hour epic 
adaptation of Homer's The Odyssey. It is star-studded. It is epic. It features Jim Henson creatures. It features special effects and wind and water. And boy, it also features one Mr. Eric Roberts. We're going to talk all about it right after this. Would bring you down forever But you rode upon a steamer To the violence of the sun At the colors of the sea Find your eyes the trembling mermaid And you touch the distant beaches With tales of brave humility Always naked, ears were tortured by the sirens, sweetly singing. Sparkling waves are calling you to let your white lace play. The warrior King Odysseus leaves his idyllic life in the kingdom of Ithaca to fight in the Trojan War. After winning the war, he now must endure a lengthy ten-year journey to return, and with all his wits, Odysseus must overcome deadly monsters, powerful forces of nature, seductive enchantresses, and even journey into the bowels of the underworld. It's Homer's The Odyssey from the year 1997, a uh, a two-episode television event from that year, uh, starring Armand Asante and directed by Andre Konchalovsky, who uh, longtime listeners might remember is the director of Runaway Train, uh, the film for which Eric Roberts was nominated for a Best Supporting Oscar in the year it was released. And he was also the director of Tango and Cash, a, uh, an action favorite that I'm sure Sarah is intimately knowledgeable about. Uh, it was written, of course, by Andre himself and his regular collaborator, Chris uh, Salomine. Uh, also, uh, writing credit from the great Homer, the, the author of The Odyssey. Uh, as I mentioned before, star-studded, not only Armand Asante as Odysseus, we also have Greta Scacchi, Isabella Rossellini, the great Isabella Rossellini, Bernadette Peters, uh, Geraldine Chaplin, Christopher Lee shows up in this movie briefly, uh, Vanessa Williams, and of course, Eric Roberts. Uh, and we're going to talk about this movie in some detail. Uh, it is three hours long, which I knew uh, tested Liam's patience, but I'm actually going to start with you today, Liam. What did you think of 1997's <gasps> The Odyssey? It's fine. I mean, it it is... For me, it was tedious at three hours, um, partly because I don't find the story of the Odyssey very compelling. Um, the whole time I'm thinking that Odysseus is, uh, you know, it's just a series of mishaps and sexual escapades and people trying to take his wife or something, take his kingdom, whatever. And then, you know, it, it ends pretty spectacularly, but... There's just so many misadventures leading there that it's not very engaging. And then Armand Asante, who I'm sure we'll talk more about in a little bit, <laughs> let's just say he's not my favorite leading man. <laughs> Sicilian vampires, Armand Asante. Yeah, uh, he's not my favorite leading man. He's not my favorite supporting actor. He's not really my favorite anything. And uh, there's a lot of him in this movie. It's a lot of him. It's a lot of him yelling at his men or giving them speeches or talking to various gods. It's it's just a lot. Grasping and, uh, on the flotsam as he just, uh, as uh, Poseidon taunts him. Yeah, a lot of him <laughs> getting yelled at by waves and then being seduced by various magical ladies who are actually attractive as opposed to Armand Asante. And uh, <laughs> it, it's like a whole thing. And, uh, you know, I just don't, I, I just can't care about that thing. Uh, it's It would be hard enough for me to do this without him because it's long and it's not a topic I particularly care about. There are some positives though. Like I like a lot of the supporting cast mm. uh, and there's a few moments that I think are kind of fun. Um, but you know, the most interesting thing about the story itself to me is Troy, which is basically just uh, Achilles on a chariot yelling 
That's mostly what happens in the Troy scenes. That's not Achilles the story, yells. Liam. It's the Odyssey. It's the return but that, home. But, but the interesting parts of the story are that part, and then when he finally gets home and he gets to kill a bunch of people. Everything in the middle that is most of the story is boring stuff I don't care about. I mean, I do think that the stuff in the middle is what people generally care about when it comes to the Odyssey. The encounter with the Cyclops, Liam. The encounter with Ugh. the snake in the underworld and all of those Ugh. beautiful women that he gets to have sex with while pining for his wife, Liam. <laughs> it's bad. It's all bad. Is it bad I, because you know, of the subject matter, Liam, or is it bad because of the presentation? Well, I, so I think this it suffers a little bit from it being an, a, fil, a, a TV movie from 1997. Mm-hmm. There's a little the special effects are not exactly engaging, um, and uh, and I do think that this you know the script can only do so much because it's just the story. The subject is the subject. But that being said, there's not a lot in the middle part where I'm getting frustrated with it, that is super engaging for me. Um, other people might enjoy it, but uh, there wasn't anything that I thought was particularly interesting. But like I said, that being said, you know, as much as it's like not something I care about, I couldn't just say like, Oh, but it's the worst thing ever or anything like that, because there's a lot of performances and people in here that I like. And I suspect that maybe with a more engaging lead actor, <laughs> I might be sort of brought into the narrative a little bit more than I was. All right. Well, Liam is obviously very hard on this movie. I think he's just a little cranky because he had to spend so much time watching it. Sarah, <laughs> what did you think of the Odyssey? This is my shit. I love this shit. Ah, I love that. <laughs> I love miniseries. I love mythology. I love like that's like skewed his- historical <laughs> bullshit. I love it. It's amazing. All of the actresses are amazing in this. I really didn't think it was going to be that good. I I was like, oh, this is gonna be trash. I'm gonna have to watch it for three hours and see what happens. <laughs> it was really good. It was really good. I but okay, but we do agree, Liam. Armand, he can go fuck off. I don't care about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just oily and hairy and not in a hot way. I mean, Liam is right. Armand Asante is in a lot of this movie. Yeah, it's just him, really, to be honest. But I mean, if if you're paying attention to all of the side characters and everybody who's playing the gods, and that's really fun, and I liked it a lot. It, this is like um upgraded Clash of the Titans, but with a less attractive lead actor. <laughs> Not to be confused with the updated Clash of the Titans that came out. <laughs> <laughs> and then they did, what was the sequel to Clash of the Titans? Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but I know they made a sequel to Clash of the Titans. Because <laughs> no one saw that. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. And, you know, the Odyssey is, is a classic. I mean, we wouldn't have planes, trains, and automobiles, you know? Or, oh, brother, where art thou? We wouldn't have any of this. Yeah, if Liam, Liam if it was up to you, Liam, we wouldn't have, oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah, Liam. He, we could have based it <laughs> off of some other legend. It's fine. No, we couldn't. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to uh, – I'm going to fall comfortably in the middle of uh, the two of you. I, I was entertained sporadically by this. I did have trouble with that lead performance. I think Armand Asante is actually pretty significantly miscast here. Uh, he's a little mm-hmm. too old for the role. Honestly, this might be strange to say, but he's not hunky enough for the role, especially because he's supposed to be a character that is basically supposed to be irresistible to goddesses uh, and, and you know, to the point where they fall for him wherever he goes. And he, even though he is a very hairy and um, and magnanimous gentleman, he does not kind of exude the power and the charisma that you really need in that role. Um and because we spent so much time with him, I do find that a lot of the middle sections of this, just as like you said, Liam, did tend to drag a bit. That said, just when I felt like things were about to fall apart, they'd throw a monster in. And I think some of the monsters in look, this look pretty darn good. There also is a surprising amount of violence in this for a TV movie from the year 1997. Now let's talk about television movies. Sarah, you just said that you're a, a fan of this sort of thing, this, these kind of epic miniseries. Um... Back in the, well, certainly back in the 70s and 80s, the television miniseries was a huge thing, right? And then it kind of went away for a while, and then it had a resurgence around the time period. This this came out in 1997. In 1996, they did a uh, adaptation of Gulliver's Travels uh, that had mm-hmm. a star-studded cast. It featured Ted Danson, did very well, won a bunch of Emmys, and it felt like in the wake of that, we saw a, a kind of resurgence 
of a lot of these kind of miniseries, at least for a few years. And of course, there was always, you know, adaptations of Stephen King and things like that. Um, and they used, they usually did have really interesting casts. Uh, were there any other miniseries that stuck out to you, either from that time period or otherwise, Sarah, that you particularly enjoy? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So it's uh, Isabella Rossellini, who plays Athena mm-hmm. in this, was also playing uh, Nemu, Nemu, Nemu in sure. Merlin. <laughs> oh, in Merlin, of course. Yeah, yes. Okay, so she was in Merlin. Uh, she plays the character that basically brings Merlin down in, in that mythology. But um, yeah, that's Merlin's one of my favorites. We My dad uh, recorded it on a VHS uh, from from our television, and I had that my whole childhood. And I, now I own it on DVD. Oh! And uh, Dinotopia. Do you guys remember Dinotopia? I don't. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> Um, and then also my favorite is uh, Tenth Kingdom. Oh, I remember the Tenth Kingdom. And I have that. I have multiple versions of that. And if I could find myself a poster, I would own it. But it's uh, the only one I found was in German, <laughs> and it was on, <laughs> and it didn't look it didn't look reputable. So, um, <laughs> yeah, L- I love those things. Liam, are you a fan of the uh, TV uh, movie event? Um. When I was young, I was very into them. I thought I get I would get excited every time there was a new one. Um, as an adult, I have trouble enjoying them. Now, why is that? Why? What? Don't you like seeing the famous faces pop up? Nope, nope. <laughs> don't enjoy that. Um, in fact, one of the things about this movie, there were a couple of the appearances even if i enjoyed them the way that it was done just felt very much like uh we got to get this person in you know i i i i don't know having uh uh vanessa williams's calypso just feels like here's here's a famous person let's just get them in in there um and 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 it's not even a part of the story that's played out very much so i don't know stuff like that kind of is not that interesting for me uh but that being said when i was younger it was always cool because it was like a new thing. I just got excited every time. Like, there's going to be a thing on TV. It's a movie. We don't have to pay for it because we just have TV. So I'm just going to watch it. I'm going to be stoked, you know. And I was disappointed so many times. There's a couple of examples of things that maybe I, like. I guess um, the what was the? I actually kind of like the. Uh, I think it was sci-fi. Did the did Dune again? Yeah, they did Dune and I think Children of Dune. I think they. Yeah, I was pretty stoked ah. on that when that happened. That was that was kind of cool. <laughs> I watched all of the friggin' Shining one, right. and it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's not good. <laughs> That's right. But I watched it all. I got really. How about the Langoliers? Remember the Langoliers? Oh my god! Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that not too long ago. I rewatched it. I should say after watching it when it first aired. That is a poor adaptation of a story that I'm not that interested in in the first place. <laughs> yeah, it's well, true. I will tell you, Liam. I feel like how you guys felt when I said Dinotopia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was growing up in the 1980s, Liam, there was a two-day television event adaptation of Alice in Wonderland. Uh, I remember. Oh, which yeah, one? Now, which one? Now, this one is from, I believe, around 1985 or 86. And it features uh, – I can tell you some of the names it features. It features Sammy Davis Jr. as as the Caterpillar, I guess. Um, oh it also God. features Red Buttons. It had like a lot of like old-school Hollywood stars in it. It also had Carol Channing uh, as the uh, White Witch in it. Lots of very famous faces like mm-hmm. Mickey Rooney is in it. Just a lot. Of, and But at the midway point of these two episodes, this two-night television event, the Jabberwocky shows up from uh, Lewis Carroll's The Jabberwocky for some reason. And mm-hmm. it is this giant dinosaur thing that appears and scares Alice in it. And it freaked the hell out of me for my entire childhood. The scary Jabberwocky, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> Liam, what was your favorite creature in the Odyssey? Jim Henson's Creature Shop made the creatures in this. Um, They're not, there wasn't really a lot of creatures in it, really, when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, because... Uh, there was nothing that I really was that into, honestly. I thought, I mean, Liam, yeah, favorite female act, I mean, favorite actress. Yeah, who's your this? favorite actress in this, Liam? Let's hear it. Uh, that's hard. Oh, on my boy, inclination because on. I'm the because I'm I'm saying 
because I'm the most familiar with her, my inclination is to say Bernadette Peters because I just love her and I think she's great. But actually, I thought, mm-hmm. is it Greta? How do you say her Greta last Scotchy. name? Greta Scotchy. Scotchy as Penelope was also pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Isabel Rossellini as Athena. She's, you know, I like her attitude. Like, she's very much like, I'm helpful, but I'm also kind of not. Like, I, I appreciate that. But she's not in it enough. Like, I just wanted more of her uh, in it. Um, so, I, I don't know. I think I would still go with Bernadette Peters. But, but uh, you know, shout out to to Greta Scacchi for Penelope. I thought that was well done as well. I'm just going to say it. Odysseus should have stuck around with Bernadette Peters for the rest of, you know, eternity <laughs> or whatever. This This is like peak Bernadette Peters period. Here in 1997, and she had all of her her lady friends around. Uh, and yeah, you know what? She's a little bit. Uh, she runs a little hot and cold here, but I feel like uh, they could have had a good time together. Way more so than that bland Calypso <laughs> that he falls in with a little bit later. You know, he's obviously trying really hard to get back to his wife and son after 20 years. But uh, but you know, Bernadette Peters, I think that could have worked out. Sarah, your favorite performance in this female or male? Uh, Bernadette Peters. I figured it was going to be you know? Bernadette Peters. What's so great about Bernadette? Her Peters? scene was so good. You, it was the best acted, I think. Mm-hmm. One of the best acted in the the whole miniseries. I thought she was so good, especially when she starts to like be upset that he's leaving. Right. I really felt it. I was like, wow, Bernadette did it. And also, The Jerk is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Right. <laughs> and uh, I love her. She's great. You know, there is one actor in this who I really love. And Mm. I was a very, I have to say, I was very disappointed in the brevity of his performance. And that is, of course, the great Christopher Lee, uh, who, when it comes to massive, lengthy adaptations of uh, works of literature, you have to get Christopher Lee in it. And we do get to hear his beautiful voice briefly in this, uh, in the uh, sequence where... Uh, Odysseus goes into the underworld uh, to gain some information about how to get back home. But uh, it is only one sequence. It lasts like a couple of minutes. It's basically right at the halfway mark of the uh, of the two halves of this miniseries. And I have to say, uh, I was a bit disappointed. Sarah, did you feel similarly? Or do you not give a shit about Christopher Lee? I thought the voice was him. And then I was like, no, he wouldn't. And I convinced myself it wasn't him. And then I realized right before us recording it was. So um, I care. He's great. He is great. Liam, were you disappointed? Sauron. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, he definitely brings something to every scene that he's in. So, you know, it, it's not like bad that he's there, but it's a very short scene. And it's a little distracting because the whole time they're doing this stupid gimmick where uh, the it's very hot. And Odysseus's feet are like yeah. kind of burning. It's not a stupid gimmick. That's the underworld. How it's dare you? So it's dumb. hot down it's, there, Liam. Especially when Christopher Lee is kind of at, trying to add some gravitas to this fucking puppet show. His mom walked into the sea, Liam. They're trying, he's trying to add some fucking gravitas to this thing. And they got Odysseus like hopping on one foot, like, ooh, golly, it's show is hot. <laughs> it's, it's just like. Why? This is such a bummer. Even when he sees his mom after she definitely walked into the sea and killed herself, his Armando Sante is just incapable of human emotion. Tell me about the mother, Sarah. Um, So his mother is played by Irene Pappas, Mm -hmm. and she, (laughs) you like that? (laughs) Uh, Irene Potatoes. Um, (laughs) She played Penelope in 1968 for the Italian adaptation of the odyssey right it's there's a little you already knew that i did i I looked into the some of the trivia stuff (laughs) myself hey i do the little investigating here but that's still great stuff to bring up because you might wonder why the hell she's here otherwise (laughs) she's fine well i don't remember her i don't remember much focus on his mother in the story i thought maybe they just added that in for the heck of it in this adaptation i was saying before we started recording today that I, I was having some difficulty watching this because of its length, because I did find Armando Sante a little difficult to uh, sympathize with. But I think it really does all come together at the end. I really do like the ending of this. Uh, for those who don't know how, well, at least this adaptation of the Odyssey ends, uh, Odysseus does make it back home, reconnects with his son, who also had gone on a voyage to try to find him, uh, decided to go to Sparta. Someone told him that his dad was dead, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go back home. Um, and so 
Uh, Amanasante as Odysseus, he returns home, but his wife has been surrounded by these suitors who she has, for some reason, let basically live in her front yard and eat all of her shit and drink all of her wine. And uh, he goes and um, Athena makes him look like an old man. He goes in and kind of sp- uh, checks out the whole thing. And then eventually he locks all these suitors in a room and fucking kills every single last Oh one. my god, spoilers! Hey, we're talking about the ending now. Uh, one of those suitors, by the way, Eric Roberts. We'll talk about him in just a second as well. Uh, so he massacres all these guys, and it was the plan all along, and it goes uh, swimmingly, and I really love that climactic moment. Maybe it's because it's so brutal. It really is kind of brutally shot. There's a lot of blood. It is very violent, but also because it's it um, it kind of – it's so unapologetic about it because as I think even one of the characters, maybe even Eric Roberts says, it's like, we didn't kill anybody. All we did was, all we were were assholes. And he's like, hey, that's enough, man. You tried to take my kingdom. Now you're fucked. And he kills them all. Sarah, what did you think of the ending of The Odyssey? It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's def- I think that is what I watched um, in my history classes was <laughs> that scene. Was because they were trying to explain us the, the story. And they're like, we're going to show you just a clip of this three-hour miniseries. Here you go. <laughs> Here's the characters. Now they're all dead. What's up? Um, I really liked how it was shot. It is a little brutal, but I think for 1997, it was it could have been bloodier if it came out now. Oh, yeah. Of course. Right? I mean, that's another thing about watching a miniseries from this time period. It's hard in the wake of high-budgeted, even just regular television projects like a Game of Thrones, which are able to create that epic scale because of the cost of you know computer-generated uh, effects and things like that. This is a movie that is right on that cusp. I will say that the CG used in this is – some of it's a little shaky, particularly a lot of the green screen uh, material. But for the most part, I think it holds up pretty okay, um, even if it is a little bit chunky and cheesy at, at times. But, uh, you know, it, it, it certainly doesn't have that scope that you would get if you were making – if doing another movie version of The Odyssey in 2019. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Game of Thrones. Okay. Una Chaplin is in Game of Thrones. Her mother, Geraldine Chaplin, is in this movie. And they're – and Geraldine Chaplin's and one father of, is Charlie Chaplin. That's right. And one of the fact – I think the guy on Odysseus's <laughs> boat – the guy in Odysseus's boat who looks kind of like <laughs> Baboom, uh, who looks kind of like Friar Tuck. He's one of the main characters, like one of the regular characters on Game of Thrones. But I don't know who he is because I don't watch Game of Thrones. Liam, what did you think of the ending of the Odyssey? It's probably the only really emotionally satisfying part of the movie <laughs> for me, which is funny because I don't really like Armando Sante in it, but just the fact that he traps all these people in a room and just spears or arrows or whatever them to death with his son who basically has been treated like a like a stupid child the whole time that he gets some revenge or whatever that's all cool a part of me doesn't like it only in the sense of like uh, Odysseus is just really not a sympathetic character in this at all for me <laughs> like the whole time I'm like look at this idiot what a dumb dumb butt you know like I just don't care about it but but that being said, I also don't like the suitors, so it's kind of cool to see them all get slaughtered, I guess. Um, but, you know, it is a little... I guess you're right, you know, Eric Roberts' character is kind of like, we didn't, you know, we didn't kill anyone. But, I don't know. I it, It's really like this thing where everyone has to learn their place exactly. in a weird way. That's absolutely you know. Place. Uh, you know, Odysseus has to learn that without the gods, he's nothing. And everyone else has to learn that you don't question if Odysseus is alive or not, because he's going to kill you. It's so strange. Like, let's make it very clear for those not familiar with the Odyssey. He's gone from his wife and son for 20 years. And 20. 20. And like, and this is an age where, you know, if you're missing for six months, you're probably not coming back. And And, and you can see why people would lose faith in the idea of him possibly coming back. Uh, and she, you know, Greta Scott, she, she tries to hold off all of these various suitors saying that, you know, she, until her son grows a beard, she's not going <laughs> to marry any of them. Or then she's going to make a tapestry. And then she starts making the tapestry really slowly. Hey, why didn't she just not do the tapestry and just say, I'm not doing it. But uh, why didn't she just marry her son off? Yeah. that yeah, And right. He would be the king. He's the rightful King Liam. I said that to you, Liam. 
And you said that's because he's a little wheezy wussy boy. Yeah, he's not, they don't respect him as a man. If she made him king, they'd just murder him and be like, all right, well, I'm king now. Look, he held so, the pole, and he talked, and everyone listened, and then they just ignored no him. No one respects him. And dismissed him, him entirely. He Come held on. the pole. Well, that's he held what's that so pole. funny about this. The speaking so pole. funny about this narrative is that the whole thing is so, like, creepy, sort of patriarchal, like, oh, her husband's dead, so we all have the right to come here, eat all of her food, <laughs> and just wait for her to agree to fuck have one of you, us. Have you read any Greek mythology? Because but what I'm I'll saying you is, right now, when this he is comes... probably the tamest Oh, sure, sure, story. sure. But when, when Odysseus comes back, the the you know, he's not writing an unjust system. He's saying, no, 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 no. This is my food and my wife, and now you all have to pay for infringing on my territory. But first I had to no, dress yeah, like an old man, and if my wife was somehow kind of shitty about me, then maybe I'd kill her too because that's just the way shit works back then. He had sex with – like, I mean he must have had sex with Calypso, what, 150,000 times? Like just over and over. But, you know, he was thinking about his wife, so that's almost like not cheating. Doug, can you tell your wife that right now? Uh, 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 thankfully, she's listening to something in the room. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Eric Roberts, the actor, uh, one of the featured players in um, in the Odyssey from the year 1997. We mentioned that Greta Scacchi's character, she, uh, she after her husband is away for over a decade, over 15 years, I think it is in this case, she starts to be approached by suitors who basically camp out outside of her house until she decides to marry one of them, probably the most charismatic and the leader of the suitors, which is kind of weird. You think they'd all be in competition with each other because she can only marry one of them, is uh, Eric Roberts, uh, who is particularly charming and ruthless in this movie because he is, uh, he says, we know that he's constantly planning and scheming. He wants. He says that when uh, her son goes off to search for her, for his father, if he returns, that they're going to basically kill him. Uh, and and they even plan later to murder him uh, afterwards. He's just quite a schemer in it. But what did we think about Eric Roberts' performance here? Starting with our guest today, Sarah. Sarah, what did you think of Eric Roberts in this movie? I was pleasantly surprised. Surprised. I really liked his character. <laughs> and uh like i said i thought the whole movie was going to be bad okay but um i was very happy and i kind of like how his character kind of tiptoes the line of being like full out evil and kind of being reasonably evil sure. like like um what would his D D <laughs> like status be? i'm thinking it's like lawfully evil Maybe chaotic neutral. <laughs> no. <laughs> chaotic neutral or lawfully evil. Like, he's just very, like, yeah, I know I'm shitty, and I'm going to have sex with your your female, like, <laughs> maid, I guess. But, but she, she certainly paid gonna, like, for having sex you. with him, huh? <laughs> What'd you say? She certainly paid for having sex with Eric Roberts. Not only did she get penetrated by him one way, they both got penetrated together at the end. Hilarious. Huzzah. <laughs> but yeah no i i really liked his character and i didn't expect to see a character like that as one of the suitors liam your thoughts on eric roberts the actor i thought he was good in this i mean it's you know it's not a huge role but it's the more it, all the suitors sort of fade away except for three you've got the gross dude who sucks yeah you've got what'd you say yeah, no, you're absolutely right. There's one gross dude who sucks that everyone laughs at because he's fat and bald. Yeah. Then there's the violent guy who you know is possibly going to murder someone. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the schemy, charming guy who's, like, too smart to get caught. Like, I feel like if it was just angry dude, angry dude at this point would have already fucked something up and everyone would have gotten kicked out. It's only because of Eric Roberts that angry dude didn't just, like, murder a house person just for no reason you know like just because he's loud and angry so you know he, he fill, fulfills a somewhat important role and you know he's he's present in that role he's not sort of phoning it in he doesn't seem like he doesn't want to be there he adds a little something to the character mm -hmm. there's just not a lot happening with that you know sure. it's just the whole plot line is stalling so after a while it's a little convoluted and it, you know it's also convoluted in the original narrative it's not a fault of the movie that she keeps coming up with these ideas that aren't great to stall them or that the son is sort of like can't figure out what he's doing so i just feel like if there was more happening in that world then i think eric roberts would have had more to 
do, but for what little he does get to do, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I think he makes the most of a fairly thankless role, and he really brings something to it. I mean, it, it is – he is, for all intents and purposes, the villain of the movie outside of, you know, Odysseus actually having to battle his way home. I guess you could consider – Poseidon as the villain otherwise, but in terms of a physical form of a villain, someone that can be defeated, Eric Roberts is the kind of culminating person. He's the last, he's the final boss, let's say. Um, so, I mean, even though, um, even though that seems like it would be positioned to be a fairly large part, you, he doesn't even really get introduced into the movie until like an hour in, maybe even a little bit after that. And you don't get a lot of him, but I do think he makes a really significant mark. Uh, I also think he has a tremendous head of hair in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, maybe a top five Eric Roberts hair for any movie. Liam, would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. It's really good. It's really good. It's quality hair in this movie, um, especially compared. I mean, there's a lot of people where no. I mean, th- think about uh, Armando Sante's fucking ridiculous long hair wig that he wears for most of this movie. I'm not having it, but I am having Eric Roberts and his performance in this movie. But that does bring us to the theme of this podcast uh, the the very concept behind it it's whether eric roberts is the fucking man in 1997's the odyssey starting with you liam is eric roberts the fucking man definitely say it liam say eric roberts the fucking man eric roberts is the fucking man all right thank you so much (laughs) sarah our guest today is eric roberts Mm -hmm. the fucking man in 1997's the odyssey Eric Roberts is the fucking man in 1997's The Odyssey. See? She had no difficulty saying it. It's great. I'm going to agree with the two of you and say that Eric Roberts is the fucking man in the 1997 miniseries adaptation of Homer's The Odyssey. Uh, I have mixed feelings on it. Uh, It is kind of tiresome. It has a weak, uh, unengaging lead performance, but its highs are pretty darn high it ends strong and there's enough kind of uh, uh interesting and curious moments throughout that i say that it is worthwhile tracking down and watching if you uh, hey, even if you're just not interested in eric roberts but some of the other names seem interesting to you i believe it's actually available to rent through amazon prime so why don't you check it out and let us know over at uh, our twitter feed at at eritfm what you thought of the odyssey but with that said we're going to take our final break when we return, we're going to uh, do a little plugging and say goodnight. Yeah, yo. Yeah, yo. Moolala. Yeah, yo. Bitch, better have my money. Y'all should know me well enough. Bitch, better have my money. Play down, call me on my blood. Pay me what you want me. Balling bigger than LeBron. Bitch, give me your money. Think y'all frontin' on Like blah, blah, blah Louis 13 and it's all on me Nigga, you just bought a shot Kamikaze, if you think that you gon' knock me off the top Shit, your wife in the backseat of my brand new foreign car Don't act like you forgot I call a shot, shot, shot Like blah, blah, blah Pay me what you want me Don't act like you forgot and that was episode 92 of Eric Roberts is the fucking man. I want to give a massive thank you to our guest today, Sarah Sorrentino, who you can find over at the Talk Film Society website, as well as on her various podcasts. Sarah, where can people find you on the internet? You can follow me on Twitter at Sarah Sorrentino, just my name. Keep it simple. Uh, I also have We Forgive You podcast, which is at We Forgive You Pod. And sequels with two E's at sequels. And That's we'll, it. And we'll, of course, <laughs> link all of that in the uh, podcast notes for this episode. Again, Sarah, thank you so much for uh, staying with us through the lengthy odyssey. Speaking of staying with us, Liam, I know you're very sleepy. I know you need to go to bed. I need you to get a crawl into that bed, Liam. But before you do, uh, what's going on with Cinepunks? What's going on in your life people should be interested in? Well, uh, at Cinepunks. Dot com. We have a bunch of uh, interesting new writing going up, as well as new episodes of a lot of your favorite podcasts. Uh, we have a few new podcasts coming on board. I don't know if I want to announce yet, but we have at least two new ones coming on. So I'm pretty stoked on that. Um, we'll have more information about that soon. And personally, uh, my uh, T-shirt project, Rough Cut, uh, we just put up two new designs, one for a diagram pole fighter. And one for uh, Five Element Ninjas. So 
uh, go check that out. Um, I think you'll be pleased. And you can, of course, find Liam on Twitter at Liam Rules, R-U-L-Z, Liam. Yeah, don't do that. That just seems silly. But certainly but, follow Cinepunks on Twitter. Yeah, definitely. Punks, it's with an X, so spell it right. Yeah, because it's so cool, right? Uh, does, the, does the X in Cinepunk supposed <laughs> to represent the X that you have on your hands at all times because you're a straight-edge punk? <laughs> at all times. Well, you can't take it, it off. it starts to fade, he has to, like, mark it in. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should tattoo it, right? But you I, or, I, I mean, I, I make it, I make fun, but the, you know, I have friends who have that tattoo. Yeah. I, I personally would not do it, but uh, you know, do you do you? Um, no, 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 no. Do you think it's, that tattooing a... your flesh is breaking edge? No, I just wouldn't get that particular <laughs> tattoo. Okay, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but people can follow uh, Rough Cut on Instagram at Rough Cut Fan Club. Check it out. Uh, we're doing a giveaway. Uh, I don't know. By the time this comes out, it might be over. But check it out. (laughs) Check it out all the same because there's always great uh, T-shirts on that. And I'm actually – some of the recent ones look really great, Liam, I have to say, especially because I'm a huge fan of Shaw Brothers martial arts movies. Hey, listeners, if you want to check out more about Eric Roberts is the fucking man, you can go over to ericrobertsistheman.com. You can subscribe and check out our older episodes there. You can also go over to Twitter, at E-R-I-T-F-M, uh, find all of our latest postings, and converse with, us, converse with us on that platform. You can also do that on Facebook. Just do a search for Eric Roberts is the man on that as well. You can follow me on Twitter. That's Doug underscore Tilly. That's T-I-L-L-E-Y. And Liam, I appreciate you not mocking me because uh, recently I was mentioned in the Daily Mail and they spelled my first name incorrectly and I've been uh, taking a lot of grief because of it. They spelled it D-O-U-G-H, Liam. Doe! Yeah, they called me Doe, which I'm not too happy about, but it's a trash paper that no one likes, so who gives a shit? Um, yeah, you can find me on, on Twitter, as I said before. I also want to mention uh, we have the Flight Stuff podcast, me and Liam and our friend Adriano, who's been a, uh, a guest on this podcast before, about the superhero team Alpha Flight. You can find that on Flight Stuff Pod, I believe, on Twitter. Is that correct, Liam? That is correct. And the most recent episodes are available on Cinepunks.com. I also recently launched, because I don't have enough shit to do in my life, uh, a Twitter feed where every day I post a strange or interesting clip from a movie. Uh, You can find that on Twitter, at WeirdAssMovies. I think that's all I can talk about right now, except for my other podcast, No Budget Nightmares, that you can find at No Budget Podcast on Twitter as well. You know what, folks? We've been here long enough. I think it's time to close up the Eric Roberts bag for another week. We'll be back again with another Eric Roberts classic. Good night, everybody. Eric Roberts is the fucking man. Eric Roberts is the fucking man. Eric Roberts is the fucking man. If there's anything that you can do, Eric Roberts fucking can.